0: This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Molecule. Molecule is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. For 10% off your first air purifier, visit molecule.com. That's M O L E K U L E ecom And use the promo code FOOL10 at checkout. It's Monday, January 13th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me in studio today, the one and only Jim Mueller. Thanks for being here. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing better than five below. <laughs> We're gonna to get to five below. Um, we also have a really interesting survey about brand and trust, and we will get to that. Let's start with five below. Um on last week's uh, episode, one episode last week, we talked about Costco coming out with their sales numbers for the holiday for December. And five below, the discount retailer came out this morning and lowered guidance for its fourth quarter and for the entire fiscal year, and that's because their holiday sales, and I think I have this right, that it's covering basically all of November and December, were terrible. Um, or is, is terrible an overstatement? The stock is down
1: 16%. Well, the stock was down 19 or 20% first thing in the morning. Uh, terrible, I don't think, is an overstatement. They certainly were not good. Uh, Comps, comparable sales, which is same store sales—that is uh, sales from stores that have been open at least a year—came in down. Uh, let's see. Uh, they've, they the the guidance update is down two to two and a half percent for the quarter, and that is a big swing from the the guidance they gave at the end of the third quarter of up. Two two percent to three percent. So that's probably what's driving a lot of the the action today in the market. They also lowered revenue guidance for the uh, full uh, for the full quarter, down five point two percent at the midpoint, and the new guidance range being well below the the bottom end of the previous range. But interestingly, they didn't change the earnings per sale. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, EPS earnings per share uh, number. That's still expected to come in the about one ninety five or so. So I don't know why why that, but yeah, the 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 numbers are not
0: good. So I know that just from the standpoint of pure math. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the same store sales and the and the drop in guns, and and let's just let's just say it's five percent. Let's just say it's coming yeah. in. We'll we'll just round it to that. It's five percent lower than expected. I know there is no difference in terms of math between, uh, we're expecting uh, comps of plus 10% and now it's going to be plus 5%. There's no difference between that and, we thought it was going to be plus 3%, it's going to be negative 2%. It's the same number of percentage points. It's the same difference, right. And yet, from an optics standpoint, oh. <laughs> I feel like this is so much worse.
1: It is, because while going from 10%, plus 10% to the plus 5%, is not good. Uh, it, it indicates management was way, uh, a bit off base. At least it's still growing. Optically, this is much worse for the same approximately the same uh, amount of change because you're going from increased uh, same store sales to decreased same store sales. And that raises questions. Uh, why are why are fewer shoppers coming by, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, is certainly not the only one having a, a, a rough time uh, over the holidays. JCPenney. They're still around, right. uh, down seven and a half percent for the holiday season. Kohl's down just down slightly. L Brands, which is Victoria's Secret and Bed Bath, uh, I'm sorry, Bath and Body Works. Uh, Victoria's Secret was down twelve percent, while Bath and Body Works was up nine percent. On the other hand, Destination XL Group, the big and tall uh, shop that I go to, <laughs> they were up uh, slightly point four. Lulu Lemon said this morning that they're up mid to high teens. So good and bad everywhere but in general, I think it's the retail locations that are seeing uh, big drops because online sales were up 18, 19 percent for the uh, November and December.
0: Two things uh, with five below and then we'll move on. Uh, first, uh, Joel Anderson CEO um, uh, I think there's a lot of respect inside full headquarters for the job mm-hmm. that he's done leading this company. I, I and I don't own shares of five below. I question, though, the wisdom of um, him, or at least a quote being attributed to him, as saying that part of the problem here with the last two months has been the shortened holiday season. Um, And the reason I say that is because of some of the companies you just name checked. I mean, when you have whether it's Costco or Lululemon, other retailers. Are dealing with the same environment of yes, there are six fewer shopping days compared to the year before. Everybody's dealing with the same environment. So I just sort of question the wisdom of using that as an excuse. Yeah, it's like restaurants using the rain, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. The second thing, and we'll end here um, this stock's at a 52 week low. As you said, they maintained their earning per share Mm -hmm. guidance and they also reiterated. We're opening another 120 Mm -hmm. locations in 2020. They've got about 900 stores Mm -hmm. right now. So, that's we're going to boost our store count by 20%. Is this a buying opportunity for this stock? If you believe in the long-term
1: story, I I I like what they're doing. I like the uh, the price point that they have. Not everything in the store is five dollars. Uh, they have a few items up to ten dollars, but that's still a really good price point for a lot of the things they do. Uh, they've they've been very smart in uh, getting packaging better, such as deflating uh, basketballs. Uh, that was the big example when uh, when we went to visit them uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but. And discount retailers are an important part of the economy and an important part of retail. And so, I think for the long haul, this could very well be a decent, a decent
0: purchase price. Last week, PayPal completed its acquisition of Honey, the shopping rewards platform. It was a $4 billion deal, PayPal's biggest ever. And apparently, not everyone is happy about this, because CNBC is reporting that Amazon has been warning some of its customers that using Honey as a browser extension could be a security risk, and Amazon further goes on to urge customers to uninstall Honey. Um, worth pointing out, as CNBC does, that Amazon has their own shopping rewards program that they're uh, trying to push. And this story just makes my day. It is so it
1: is so funny. Um, what it's the timing of the whole thing that makes it so so rich? Uh, Amazon's been letting Honey run for the last seven years and hasn't said a word against it. And all of a sudden, because PayPal bought it, it's now a security risk for tracking uh, your your shopping cart data stuff that Amazon
0: itself does. Really, guys? <laughs> so it, it's just hilarious. Safe to assume that if Honey were still a standalone company, oh yeah, this would not be happening. It, yeah, you wouldn't have heard it. <laughs> I, uh, so, I own shares of both PayPal and Amazon. So do I. And I sort of look at this and I'm like, oh, really, guys? Can't, can't you play nice? Yeah. Kids, can't you just play nice? Can't you be good to each other?
1: I, I think it's a, a holdover from the days when PayPal was still part of eBay. And eBay is, was, was a, is, is a direct competitor to Amazon. And so, Amazon's still saying, no, we don't like you, PayPal, we don't like you. But PayPal is becoming such a, a popular way to pay for things. Uh, Amazon doesn't offer it as as a, one of one of its payment options. Just credit cards, debit cards, and its own Amazon Pay plus gift cards. Um, so, I think Amazon might find it beneficial to eventually bring PayPal on as a as a uh, a payment method. Uh, but then they'd have to go go back and say, actually, with Honey, we were a little wrong. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> it will be interesting to see if this escalates because right now. Uh, Let's just assume that this move by Amazon to encourage people, this is a security risk you should uninstall. Let's assume that the number of people who uninstalled Honey as a result of this is greater than zero. I feel like that's a safe assumption, just given how many millions of people use it. Um, But uh, I don't know the exact number. Amazon's not going to tell us. Uh, Neither will PayPal. So, it'll be interesting to see, does this continue, the messaging that Amazon is using about honey? Um, if so, does it escalate in any way? Do they and I, I don't have a preconceived notion of how it could escalate, but to your point, it really does seem like there's an opportunity here for Amazon to sit down with PayPal and say, okay, look, let's figure out a way to bring you on board our platform. I, and by the way, I don't begrudge. So much this move by Amazon. Yes, it's clearly as you point out, this is this is a long history with eBay and PayPal and and Amazon. But if they're trying to push their own shopping rewards program, I see the logic in it. But. I mean just sit down and figure out a way to get PayPal on board because um, maybe it's not going to be at the terms PayPal necessarily loves, right, but it could diffuse this situation and it could be a win-win situation. I think it would be a win for Amazon, definitely,
1: and and would benefit PayPal as well. Um, I don't see it happening quite quite oh, now. I'm not, no. I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not holding my breath over this. Um, but uh, more broadly, uh, I think this uh, highlights a little bit of uh, what Amazon is facing. They're not as monolithic as people have commonly assumed. I mean, this—we've uh, heard reports of several companies. Uh, Removing their their products from uh, Amazon. Uh, most recently, in Nike in November, but uh, Birkenstock before, and uh, who IKEA decided not to pursue any uh, further relationship with Amazon, uh, and that uh, is from uh, concerns about counterfeit goods, uh, which Amazon it, it it has a problem with it, and they're not doing as much as uh, some uh, some uh, brand companies like Nike
0: want them to do. Definitely going to be something to watch. Uh, Before we get to the uh, brand survey, quick shout-out to Molecule, which is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people, including me and Jim. Uh, Molecule has given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all-new experience. Breakthrough Pico technology across a range of products provides a solution for the entire home when it comes to air purification. So, no matter the size of your room, you can choose the option that's best for your space, whether that's the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini. For smaller rooms, the American Lung Association says more than 140 million Americans are living with unhealthy air, so don't be one of them. You know, if you've made a New Year's resolution, you can just tack on an extra resolution to improve the air in your place. It's easy to use, which I appreciate because I'm not great with technology, and it has a clean, modern design from the materials used on the device like it's sleek, solid aluminum shell that fits in any room in your house, and it just looks great. Um, and as I've said before, the best thing I can say about Molecule's air purifiers is they work. I just slept so much better when I had one of those things in my room, destroying pollen. And you can get 10% off your first air purifier. Visit Molecule.com and use the promo code FOOL10 at checkout. That's dot ecom and use the promo code FOOL10. Wall Street Journal reporting this morning on the latest from Morning Consult, which is a tech survey company. Um, morning Consult is out with a very detailed survey about the most trusted brands. And I'm going to try to include a link. To the survey um, in the description of this podcast, we've been having some issues with links and uh, putting them in the description of the podcast. So we're hopefully that'll work. Um, But I'm curious what you think about this because what I like about the survey, surveying thousands of people, just sort of asking basically your level of trust with uh, a given brand, is that they they break it out sort of in total. The total yep. results, yep. but they also break it out by generation. So we'll go to the generation stuff in a minute here. But the thing that surprised me right off the bat um, is that number one on the list is the U.S. Postal Service.
1: <laughs> well, I think I think that uh, comes down to. Uh, uh the, the, the quote from one, one of the people running the survey: uh, When it comes, uh, and, and this is what the, the gentleman said, when it comes to trust, factors relating to reliability are far more point- important to consumers than ethics. And you've got to admit it: the U.S. Postal Service is reliable. They deliver the mail to you uh, day in and day out. They deliver it to your address at home, and some of those places are really crazy to get to. Um, come rain, snow, sun, whatever. Uh, so. And and they don't lose the mail that often, which is amazing too. I mean, I wish they delivered less junk mail, but <laughs> right. well, but that's that's not their issue. That's right.
0: so. But. So here are the top five: U.S. Postal Service, followed by Amazon, Google, PayPal, and the Weather Channel, and that right there sort of gives you a sense of. Um, Throughout this survey, you know, they got the top 25. Some of them are standalone companies, mm-hmm. some of them are standalone public companies, and some of them are brands underneath. So for example, Tide is right. on this. Tide detergent is among the most trusted brands. Dove soap Right, um, you know, those are those are standalone brands. They are part of larger public companies. I'm glad to see two toothpaste brands are on this list. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But, but what's interesting with uh, with toothpaste, if you go, if we do the generational stuff, is Crest is on the older generations, and uh, Colgate is the younger
0: generations. Right. <laughs> um, so let's get to the generational stuff because the um, they they break it out the four uh, generations that they touch on: uh, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials. And Gen Z adults, so people who are 18 to 22. And you, you see some consistency across these brands in terms of trust. Um, Amazon uh, is up there for you know, the, the majority of these generations, um, Google is as well. Um, it's interesting to me, though, that Disney is a trusted brand for millennials. It is not in the top twenty-five for Gen Z, although Marvel Studios and Pixar. I think that's are there. Yeah,
1: I think that's a, a, an effect of what you were exposed to uh, yeah. as, as you were a younger person. And I think that's a, a true statement for a lot of this. Is product loyalty loyalty sets in early. I mean, I've. Used Crest toothpaste my entire life, uh, and that's because that's what my parents bought, and I've never bothered to change it. Other parents buy Colgate. I mean, uh, so I went through and, and tried to f- pick out the ones that were on all four uh, generations. Uh, the USPS, uh, the Postal Service, uh, some sort of toothpaste. Uh, PayPal was on all four, which I think was pretty cool. M and M's. Gotta love those little chocolate, uh, chocolate candies, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Chick Fil A uh, was on all four, and I probably missed a couple, of, but uh, I was just—it's it, a little hard to uh, when you're jumping from view to view to, to pick them out.
0: Well, it's interesting when you think about—we get this question all the time for for people who are just starting out investing, and it's okay. I've set up my account. I've got some money. Where do I start? How do I start? Oh, How do I yeah. start to pick? You could do a lot worse than to start with the companies yeah. that are on this list. I'm not saying it's foolproof because there are certainly some companies on here. Um, Campbell's Soup is one mm-hmm. of the most trusted brands for baby boomers. Right. Campbell's Soup, not a great stock over the last you know five plus years. Yeah, not, or to, so. not
1: today. So maybe uh, skew towards the lower, uh, the the younger generations, Jen. Uh, uh, Gen Z and the Millennials—they're uh, they're more tech. The Boomers have a lot more of those consumer brands. They have Cheerios, Campbell's Soup, Kellogg's, Heinz, uh, ketchup, Scotch tape—for goodness' sake. Uh, X has several of those, but they're starting to add some of the newer stuff like Netflix. Uh, the Millennials and Z much more tech: Google, Netflix, uh, 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 Amazon, and so forth. Uh, so, it, it's a really interesting uh, way of of looking at it in that uh, how old you are now uh, and what brands you're still loyal to, or or what brands you uh, think uh, uh, will do the right thing. That was the question. How much do you trust each brand to do what is right? And what is right could mean, being reliable as uh, or being ethical, and uh, the Gen the uh, the Gen Z are are more towards ethical, while the uh, other generations are more towards reliable, uh, possibly. So it's it's a really interesting report, and I, I'm really I'm glad you brought this to my attention this morning.
0: So, just as this could be a good place to start, it's also also worth mentioning that there are great companies that have been. Huge outperformers as stocks that are not on this list. Right. Microsoft and Facebook, just to pick two, appear nowhere on the broader list uh, or the. Um, um, the, the Microsoft's in- on the Gen Z list. Is it on the Gen yeah. Z? Oh, that's right. Yeah, number 16. Okay. But uh, it doesn't. But it's, does it, no, does but it's it make, nowhere else. Does, doesn't appear anywhere else. Um, uh, I don't see Instagram on here. No. Just thinking of like Disney with Marvel and Pixar. So um, and Facebook isn't on there. You're right. Yeah, so, but but certainly a, a decent place to start if you're just looking to start building out your portfolio because because right. trust is one of those things that doesn't really show up on the balance sheet but can matter a whole lot. Definitely, and
1: it. Um Trust means you're likely to continue buying from them, and that's
0: good for business and that's good for stocks, generally. Jim so, Jim Mueller, thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market MarketFoolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.